0: you want to be the absolute best candidate for a job you'll love in a career with balance? Veteran leadership career catalyst Jonathan Flax is teaming up with leading executive search professionals to provide you with cutting-edge career transition strategies. Welcome to Career Transition Experts. And now, here's your host, Jonathan Flax.
1: All right, all right. We are really lucky today to have a brilliant and Balanced, you know, balance is one of my greatest values. Uh, a really interesting uh, and um, exciting um, recruiter by the name of Nick Malafite. Nick is the director of professional staffing for a company called Patel Consultants Corporation. Patel is certified as a minority-owned business, has provided continuous recruiting and staffing services for over 50 years. Uh, the firm offers direct hire recruitment, contact to hire placement, sorry, contract to hire to full-time, like contract to full-time and I understand traditional temp staffing services as well. In addition to 26 years in the business, Nick is also a master instructor and owner of two martial arts. I'm sorry, he's a master instructor of two martial arts and owns a martial arts school in West Caldwell, New Jersey. Nick, you're awesome. Thanks for taking the <laughs> time. Welcome. Thanks for to great the great introduction. Career. Thanks for the, uh, being a guest on the Career Transition Experts. How are you today? I'm good. How about yourself? Great, thanks. So you'll tell us more about yourself, but for this moment, please tell the listeners what they're going to learn about or gain from sticking sticking with us and listening to this podcast episode.
0: Yeah, I mean, obviously, in the 26 years that I've been in the recruiting and staffing industry, I've learned a little bit uh, about candidates in the job market and those who are interested in transition. And I think that the key takeaway here is that to have really people understand that they're in control of their own and of their job search, and that it's really not about uh, waiting and responding to postings that they see, but how they can really create opportunity.
1: Got it. So being in control and being proactive in their job search, not not a victim of circumstance, but the source of the outcomes, That, that kind of responsibility and resourcefulness is a big favorite theme of ours. Great. Okay, great. Is there anything else that we should know about you that I haven't already mentioned?
0: No, just uh, one of the things that I'll quickly say is that um, I've also um, had the good fortune to sit on the board of directors for the New Jersey Staffing Alliance, the NJSA, which are one of our key state staffing uh, organizations or associations and, you know, in an executive capacity and as the programs and education committee uh, chair for five years, I had the opportunity to learn from some of the key trainers uh, within the industry on both Uh, the recruiting and the staffing side. So for both direct hire and contract, as you mentioned prior, uh, so I think that on both sides as well.
1: That's really good uh, insight. And um, I'm sure that brings you a lot of insights from other recruiters and and business owners and corporation uh, insights, corporate insights. Great. Really great. Uh, Plus, I'll be curious to see if we weave any themes from your passion for martial arts into the conversation. Absolutely. So so what's important for... um, a candidate to think about at the beginning of their job search regarding this theme of being in control? So I recently did a
0: um, uh, for advanced media uh, presentation that went out countrywide, and this was one of the themes or the topics. So in the very beginning of the job search uh, side of things, let's talk about two things, uh, resume and social media. And I think that they really do work hand in hand. So from a resume perspective, just a couple of quick hints and suggestions. And I know people, you know, there's a lot of information available um, in regards to resumes, but one thing that I would say is, you know, keep the resume to no more than two pages. One pages is probably ideal. Mm -hmm. Um, on On the content side, if you have more than seven years experience, it's probably okay to push it to two pages. Under that, really try and keep it to one. A manageable font size. I've seen some resumes with some creative uh, font sizes, but really they may not be picked up by applicant tracking systems. It's a good possibility that people will disqualify them if they don't have the creativity to appreciate the efforts that somebody has gone through. So I think keep it to you know maybe a 12 point font or an 11 point font, but once you go uh, significantly over or significantly under, it becomes a pretty big issue. And then for sure, have somebody proofread your resume. Look for any types of spelling. Uh, Big pet peeve, if we get into pet peeves at all, is spelling errors on resumes, grammatical errors on resumes. So have somebody go through a read-through of the resume. Um, Also then on the social media, especially LinkedIn, I mean, becoming really more prevalent for professionals in regards to the job search. But making sure that there's a picture on your LinkedIn, a background picture. Some people on the uh, profiles, <clears throat> uh, if, it, if an employer questions why haven't you uh, put a picture up, they may think you're not technically able when it's a very simple process. They may think you're hiding something if you're, if you're not putting a picture up or background up. So definitely put those up and you make sure that your LinkedIn profile dovetails with your resume. It doesn't have to be copied. It, they don't both need to contain the same material. But certainly, things like the companies you work for, your titles, your dates of employment should all be uh, the same, so that there's no inconsistencies in the story that you're telling. Yeah. Uh, but but I think that when when it comes to LinkedIn, you could also use that to highlight accomplishments a little bit more and expand a little bit more and use the about except um, use the about section on LinkedIn to really tell your story in a quick synopsis of you know, what would an employer gain from you? What are the key contributions that you bring to the table? So that would, I would say in the beginning, those would be two key things as far as a resume and as far as social media, make sure the social media sites are updated and especially on LinkedIn, make sure you've completed the information and you can use it to the fullest
1: extent. It's really good, Nick, and aligns with our resume service here. We make sure that the length is about a page and a half for experienced people, because then when a reader looks at it and they get to that second page showing that they have an experienced person, they also see they can finish looking at the resume. So we help people craft with the right font size, that length. We help people make sure that that consistency, like you say, if a recruiter or a hiring manager looks at a resume and LinkedIn and sees they're consistent. They get a sense of matching a consistent message and it saves them time because they don't have to read every detail. They could look into the recommendations and endorsements or other stories in the about section. So it's really, really great what you're emphasizing here. So it's it's excellent. Thank you. So what else uh, do you have have in mind when, when you, when you think about guiding people to be in control, being the source of their career transition experience? yeah I,
0: I think that one of the keys and again, I, I don't want to make LinkedIn the end all cure-all panacea because it's just one part in the process just like you know going through indeed or all of your relevant job you know zip or your relevant job boards is part of the process. LinkedIn is part of the process. <clears throat> but one of the things that uh, i I always recommend people do is come up with a Number one, a geography that they're comfortable working in. And if that's, you know, I would include relocation in that workable geography. So I'm really not getting into that, but really saying like, if you know that you want to work 20 to 30 miles from your home, then you're not going to move. Then draw a radius of 20 to 30 miles and think about what companies or industries you would like to work for that are inside of that radius. And then try and utilize LinkedIn um, or even just Google or a company website, which might have profiles of executives to make inroads. All you're trying to do is continually make inroads into a company that you'd want to work for or an industry that you'd want to work for. So let's say I was somebody who worked in the healthcare field and I wanted to come up with a, a hit list of hospitals or larger healthcare facilities that were in a 20 to 30 mile radius of my home. Then I might go on Google, see if I can, let's say I was a nurse. Maybe I could identify who the nurse managers are in a particular area using either a company website, uh, Google, or certainly LinkedIn. Um, so if I could identify key players, look to make connections, see if there's anybody in your network that can introduce you to people that are currently working within that organization. And then networking within those people to get to the right people in a company where you can proactively put your background in front of them it's not about what opportunities they're posting out but perhaps what you could bring to the table that they need and perhaps seeing your profile or then your resume will help them confirm that you have a desirable skill set that they could utilize and so i think it's really that's one way that you could kind of take control of it and the other way is still I know it's hard today, but taking advantage of the in-person networking and even the online networking, and we have we we haven't really talked about the interview process. And I I can certainly give hints and suggestions on things like phone screens, online interviewing, in-person interviewing. But definitely take advantage as a job seeker of online opportunities. Um, and, and maybe it's a good time to. Uh, upskill yourself in your online presence and how you do things. Um, I'll tell you that we've partnered here with a consulting firm um, and uh, Carrie Barrett, uh, she does a wonderful job at explaining to people how to best position lighting, uh, what background should look like and and all of these great things. Um, But really like, where do you keep your hands during an interview? Where should you be looking right in the camera's eye? During the, uh, during the phone screen. So again, uh, but I think people should be taking advantage of these networking opportunities online.
1: Yeah, really great. Uh, some people are listening to this podcast audio only. If you're watching the video, you can see uh, Nick walking the talk. Very well lit. Background is basic. There's no distractions. You're looking right at us. So those are some really, really important skills and uh, and practices to get comfortable with. Um, in uh, if you if you haven't yet gotten really comfortable with looking at the camera rather than the screen to make sure it looks like you're providing eye contact, really good. Um, what can you share from your passion in martial arts? Uh, so you're a master in two martial arts. You own a own a martial arts school. Uh, so you know that's a different view. What <laughs> what could that bring to someone that? That might be yeah. inspiring. I actually do carry over
0: a lot in my own work, in my work ethic. But um, even in in relations to the two, when you look about, it, when you look at it from my end, recruiting and staffing is about helping people, and teaching martial arts in its own unique way is helping people. Some people want to learn martial arts for self defense. Some people want to learn it for discipline. You know, some for physical fitness, and so you know. There, but in general, what are we doing? We're empowering people. We're helping people improve things like their self confidence, their self control, um, their self awareness. But to to directly answer your question, in the martial art, one of the martial arts that I teach, Taekwondo, we have uh, something that we call the tenets of Taekwondo, of which there are five: courtesy, integrity, perseverance self-control, and indomitable spirit. And let's look at these five things very, very quickly. Did you want to say anything, Jonathan? Yeah, I want you to repeat them, but you're about to get into each of them a little bit. Yeah, yeah so so what I'll do is I'll, I'll repeat them, but I'll also briefly exp- explain them and how it might relate to the job search process.
1: Excellent.
0: So the first one is courtesy. And we we might all know that courtesy means to be nice to people. Uh, in, in its most genuine form, courtesy is being nice to people, whether that's holding doors for the people behind you entering a building, but courtesy is being nice. And in the job search uh, zone, in a career transition side of things, you may have some negative, uh, opportun- negative things that come in. You had a bad conversation an interview didn't go quite well, but you have another one lined up right away. And so you want to treat that next person with courtesy. You don't want to bring any of the baggage in from what's happened. I know, you know, maybe you've been out of work for a little while, and and I know how tough that could be. At the same time, you have to treat that next phone call, that next interview with the courtesy as if this is the first time I'm meeting you.
1: Yeah. And so the next that could take a little shaking it off. Like we'll take that moment roll off your back. Shake it off, breathe, talk to someone if you need to get A frustration or aggravation off your chest. We talk about that in our coaching programs. Really good. Okay.
0: So so the second one is integrity. And integrity means to tell the truth,
1: right? And we expect,
0: and I know this is a difficult time, but we expect certain people to have high degrees of integrity. You know, people within, let's say, the court systems or, or police officers. We expect, and I know different times today, trying times, but we still expect a degree of integrity, a degree of truth in the job search side of things. It is best to be as transparent as possible without shooting yourself in the foot. Of course, Mm -hmm. But transparency is key because if people dig in and they find out things, uh, if you lied on an interview about maybe a degree, you know, I said I had a degree or a lot of people will put on their resume um, their college education, and I always like the transparency of, you know, okay, I did coursework there. I may not have completed it. And of course, if I've attained a degree, a bachelor's degree, a master's degree, I would want to put that on there, but I would want to tell the truth in regards to these things. And that could also go in regards to skills as well. Let's just take Excel. You know, somebody tells you, have you ever done, P, you know, V lookups or pivot tables And you say, yeah, I could do those. And then you get on the job and you're asking, well, how do I do this? Then you you really weren't honest with yourself or with the employer. So in regards to your skills, you know, live in your skin, but have the integrity to tell the truth about your experience and where you've been.
1: Yeah, integrity, we also say is about doing what you said you would do by when you said you would do it. And if that can't happen to being in communication, being responsible for the impact. There's a lot of ways that you can uh, have people support you in making sure any any lapse in, in what you were said you would fulfill. Uh, like if you have to uh, cancel out of a search process, maybe you could share with a recruiter another candidate that would be good for that role. Yes, absolutely. 100 percent. Or if you've moved to another direction and you've been working with a recruiter you could tell that recruiter, the new company you're working for and that they're hiring. Recruiters love to know about new new, yeah. hiring, right? that are new hiring parties. We'd love to so, to make those connections for you. So Absolutely. integrity is key. Absolutely, and then so um, they, they always said that
0: integrity is uh, knowing the difference between what's right and wrong and choosing to do what's right, right? So, so the next one is perseverance. And obviously, you know, again, your job search is your job search. And so if you're in the process of looking for a job and you're not currently working, it really is a full-time job. And you do have to have the perseverance and the stick to it kind of a uh, miss in order to not let the things that are going on distract you, but to stay focused on your job search and to have the perseverance to continually uh, try. I-, I can't tell you how many job seekers I've come across that say, I've applied to so many jobs this week and and I haven't had any feedback. And I said, well, how many is so many? And they'll say five or 10. And I'll say, well, that's really not so many. You're averaging one a day. I mean, what are you doing with the rest of your time? So make the time commitment and persevere to every day, find new companies, find new people to contact, to connect with, you know, maybe on LinkedIn, find another connection or two at a company, at a target company that you'd like to work for. So, you know, persevering in your job search, not giving up. Many people, um, uh, you know, unemployment, take unemployment for example. Many people feel, well, now I'm getting unemployment. I'll take advantage of it. I'll take all my time off. And then when I get closer to the unemployment ending, I'll resume my job search. Well, knowing that it could take maybe three months, maybe six months in this economy, you know, in these times with the pandemic, who knows how long it's going to take. So, why not persevere the entire time? And you know maybe you land something that's paying more than you were earning before. Wouldn't that be worth it in comparison to settling for unemployment? Um, so I think perseverance. The next
1: one is is uh, you, you know I like to interject with each of these. Yeah. Uh, you know you mentioned earlier about making inroads with a proactive target list. So after an hour and a half a day of posting jobs on the job boards and maybe seeing who you know on LinkedIn, a person could sort of say, I don't know what else to do with myself today, but there's an infinite number of companies, com- well, maybe a finite number of companies, but an infinite number of people that could uh, help a person expand their network. So there's always plenty to do every day to be thoughtful and persevere and be proactive every day. That's a really important tip. And we have absolutely guidance on that as well. So
0: the uh, the, the next one is self-control. And we may think that this is the least applicable, but it's probably the most applicable. And self-control is using your mind to control your body. Now, you know, again, when we talk about using our mind, we're going to have a lot of things that happen. Again, we kind of referenced it a little bit earlier. There's not hearing back from employers. There's rejection from employers. There's employers that have ghosted you even as far as telling you that You're going to get a a job offer and then you never hear from them again. And so self-control is having the ability to let these things kind of roll off your back and focus on what you can do, not what's been done to you already. And having a positive mindset about it, even though it's a negative situation, uh, we can't let that affect our daily uh, kind of uh, sense. Like, you know, can't, can't just because you didn't, you heard back something negative doesn't mean you stop your efforts for the day. You know, if anything, it should empower you to do more like, OK, well, that wasn't the right company for me. Let me find the company that's going to value the contributions that I can bring to the
1: table. That's really well put what you just said. The this company's not for me. Let me find the next one. You know, on the subject of self-control, you know, one of the questions I like to ask is what is the stupidest thing you've seen a smart person do?
0: Oh, boy. Um Well, I mean, there, there are some, um, uh, I guess missing, missing call times would be a big one. Yeah. So, you know, you've got a great candidate, you've got a great company, you know, that there's great synergy there, there, there's a solid match. And then you call the candidate or the company calls the candidate and the candidate doesn't respond, calls back maybe five, 10 minutes later, sorry, I was on another call. Um, you have to prioritize what what what's going on, and and um, I I've seen a lot of things in 26 years in staffing. You know, again, we mentioned it earlier, like just very poor spelling errors, grammatical errors. But though that's not the really really big ones. You know, the the really big ones are you know being late for an interview and not for a good reason and not calling the company. So listen, I've had plenty of people have flat tires on the way to an interview. And it's not about having a flat tire, it's about how you responded to the flat tire. So how did you respond to it? You called the company, you let them know that you had a flat tire. You asked if it was if would still be fine to get in, if you could arrange a ride in. Um, I did have this happen earlier uh, this year on an interview where somebody, uh, somebody went through a, a very deep water, their car got waterlogged to the point where they weren't able to drive in they arranged opposite you know different transportation they got into the interview they were only 10 minutes late but they called they told us they you know they informed the company what was going on and so i think you have to you know if people were um honest but not just to drop it and not to take the call or not to show up on an interview without uh, telling a company, yeah. are the company those big party fouls
1: yeah um, so that self-control and integrity combined one hundred percent. What's the fifth tenant in the, the Taekwondo uh, tenants?
0: So it's a lot like perseverance, but I, but I love it. It's called indomitable spirit. Mm. Indomitable spirit is the ability to find a workaround around anything that's standing in your way. So what's standing in your way? You know, an indomitable spirit is is just almost like perseverance. Like you keep trying, you keep trying but you're going to be resourceful. You're going to figure out, this is what's standing in my way, an applicant tracking system. How do I get around it? I contact a hiring manager and you know, possibly and convince them or or show them why I would be a good fit for that organization. What's standing in your way? Like, how do you get around it? You could have people review your resumes if your resume or your social media is getting in the way of you landing your next opportunity. You could role play interviewing. Phone screens online in person, you could role play these things. so if you're not presenting well, what's your workaround there? How, can your coach can your coach help you on the workaround right Like how do I get better at this? I've been asked this question uh, you know one of the biggest questions that people stumble on or how about not being prepared for an interview is a big thing for really smart people when a company goes in and says, what do you know about our company? And you haven't done your due diligence or your research on the company, or the company says, why should we hire you? And you can't clearly articulate why you're a good fit for that role or what interested you about our position. And again, you can't speak to that. These are all things that could have been um, headed off at the past. Your workaround is to is to work with your coach, your friends, your peers, um, Maybe your prior hiring manager, if you had a great rapport and there was a uh, you know an unfortunate reason like COVID, you know how many people we've seen laid off due to COVID? A great reason, I mean, not a good reason for people to be out of work, but a great reason for explaining why you're out of work, a very acceptable reason to employers today. But imagine if you can't articulate that. So indomitable spirit is finding those, you know, what can I do to improve? in these areas and work around what have been my stumbling blocks.
1: Yeah, I love it. Nick, these are really, really great insights. Um, Anything else you want to say in closing real briefly? No, I I mean, I think, again,
0: people should just empower themselves. Don't wait for uh, the right posting to come up. It could take months, years for that right job to come up. Create the opportunity yourself. Stay active with your network's have people work with you on any areas that you feel are roadblocks or stumbling blocks, but just stay consistent and and just persevere. Just keep reinforcing. You know, if you wake up in the morning, just reinforce, these are my positive attributes. These are what I bring to the table for a company. This is what I can do for them based on a position description that you've seen, or again, go out and, you know, make your own opportunities in the world.
1: Yeah. Great. Yeah. Uh and, um, empowering oneself doesn't mean someone has to do empower oneself alone. You can reach out to friends, like you said it before, friends, peers, past work, work contacts, build a team around you, including your coach. Of course, I'm going to say that. Yeah. Uh, love being able to be on the bench, uh, behind, a, uh, our, our, a players, the clients we that hire us to be, uh, guiding them, but also, Whenever they want or need to, my clients call in for a little extra sounding board, talk through a situation, get a little extra boost of uh, encouragement and access to their confidence. So uh, like you, um, Sensei, we also empower others. So it's really great to meet you. Thank you so much for your insights. Really valuable. And we'll be um, putting your contact information in the program notes so people can contact you. Absolutely. Sounds good.
0: Thanks. Thanks for the time.
1: All right. Great. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to the Career Transition Experts. Please make sure to listen to our next episode. And if at any time you want a clear view of the entire career transition process and a sense of where your strengths are and where your challenges are to work on, you'll get your free access to my career TPS assessment at careerexcitement.com. That's www.careerexcitement.com. TPS stands for Transition Performance Snapshot. This is Jonathan Flax wishing you outstanding career success and satisfaction in balance. Looking forward. Bye for now.